What gets us to remember a tune? Have you ever heard a song for the first time and remembered it well enough that you could sing along to it the next time you heard it? Now, maybe you didn't know the words, but maybe you could at least hum along. Have you ever played Name That Tune? Well, what made you win some rounds and lose other rounds? One answer lies in how the melody is structured. Welcome to Song Appeal, where we dive into your favorite songs to answer the question, why do we like the music we like? I'm your host, Hunter Ferris, and on today's episode, let's take a look at one reason why we like Demons by Imagine Dragons. You can find the full transcript for this episode, references, and a link to hear the song at songappealofficial.com slash demons. Thanks so much to my patrons for making this show possible. If you want to help support this show, visit patreon.com slash songappeal. If you like what you're hearing on Song Appeal, you're definitely going to like Soundfly's online music course, Unlocking the Emotional Power of Chords. You'll get to learn what different chords do and how to put those chords into a progression that makes the listener feel how you want them to feel so your songs can have as emotional of an impact as possible. And best of all, you'll get one-to-one mentorship from a professional musician for six weeks as part of the course. I know from personal experience that one-to-one training is so much more useful than anything you could learn from a podcast. And when you work with one of Soundfly's coaches, you'll get a curriculum built around your needs, your goals, and your musical projects so that you can really understand and use the emotional power of chords in your songs. Visit soundfly.com and use the promo code SONGAPPEAL10 at checkout, the words SONGAPPEAL are in all caps, to get 10% off of any Soundfly course. I'm gonna be honest, I was going to make this episode about how Demons is the wrong way to write a song people will sing along with. But then I went to the mountains of Utah on a weekend camping trip with my church group. A few of us, probably 10 or 12, had split off to play a few guitars and sing those songs that everyone in my group would sing along to, Hooked on a Feelin', Don't Stop Believin', Something Just Like This, plenty of others. I knew people would sing along to those, and I wanted to keep the singing lively as long as possible. But I had to check. Is Demons one of my group's sing-along anthems? So when I ran out of the Surefire songs, curiosity got the better of me, and I started to play Demons, and everyone sang along, as if it were a tune they'd grown up with all their lives. That's when I had to wonder, why do people remember the melody to this song? One reason is because it's riddled with something called false sequences, which give us this feeling of relative novelty, and that relative novelty makes the song more memorable. Now you might be wondering what I mean by false sequences, or where Demons uses a false sequence. If you remember the episode about Santa Claus's coming to town, you might remember a melodic tool called a sequence, which the Oxford Companion to Music defines as the more or less exact repetition of a melody, higher or lower. For example, Do Re Mi from The Sound of Music plays notes 5, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, then brings every note one note higher so that we get 6, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and then brings every note one note higher again when it gives us 7, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. And while the Santa Claus is Coming to Town episode covered three different types of sequences, Demons is full of a type of sequence that we didn't talk about in that episode. A false sequence. In the third book of his series, A Theory of All Music, Kenneth P. Langer defined a false sequence by saying it contains some notes of the original tune, but not all. 
It appears at first to be repeating, but changes. It falsely gives you the idea that this is repetition, then pulls the rug out from under you to reveal a sequence. And this kind of false sequence is the basic idea of this song's melody. You can hear it in the first verse, when we get the same tune played twice in a row. We hear these notes on a scale. 1, 1, 5, 2, 2, and then 1, 1, 5, 2, 2. The next phrase appears at first to be repeating, when it starts out with the same 1, 1, but changes by moving the next two notes up a note, so that instead of 5, 2, we get 6, 3, in a perfect example of a false sequence. You can hear another false sequence in the chorus, when we hear the notes 3, 3, 5, 1, 7. The next phrase appears at first to be repeating when it plays 3-3-5, but it changes by bringing both notes down when we hear 7-6. And that's how most of the verse and most of the chorus plays out, repeating melodies, then introducing a sequence halfway through. So while Demons isn't entirely defined by false sequences, it's a great example of false sequences. Those false sequences give us a feeling of what psychologists call relative novelty, as opposed to absolute novelty. Relative novelty isn't about being exposed to all new stuff. It's about being surrounded with things that are familiar with an occasional novel bit. It's not about familiarity, it's not about novelty, it's about a mix of the two. Kind of like if you change one little bit of your route to work or school, but you kept everything else the same. And this kind of relative novelty is what Demon specializes in. It knows that if you repeat everything, it gets boring. It would sound like this. And if you changed everything in this song, it wouldn't feel like relative novelty. It would feel, well, like this. And while absolute novelty is effective, that's not what Demons is going for. This song doesn't want to slap you across the face with something new every five seconds. It wants to give you a bowl of familiarity with a spoonful of novelty mixed in there. It wants to give you relative novelty, and it does a great job. And that relative novelty makes this tune so much more memorable. If you listen to the episode about Bohemian Rhapsody, you might remember an experiment where Nico Bunzek and Emmer Duzel found that novelty activates the reward systems in our brains. But that only works with absolute novelty, like how Bohemian Rhapsody puts the brakes on its opera section to bring in a hard rock section, or like looking at pictures of soda cans and then seeing a picture of Niagara Falls. When Nico Bunzek and Emmer Duzel tested for relative novelty, well, Dr. Duzel wrote, We thought that less familiar information would stand out as being significant when mixed with well-learned, very familiar information and so activate the pleasure center just as strongly as absolutely new information. That was not the case. Only completely new things cause strong activity in the pleasure center. But while relative novelty didn't bring more pleasure, it did cause better memory. Dr. Duzel and Dr. Bunzak tested this by showing people three different groups of pictures. The first group were all familiar pictures, the second group were all novel pictures, and the third group had pictures that had some familiarity and some novelty. Twenty minutes later, they checked how well people remembered those pictures. In Dr. Duzel's words, this study shows that developing memory is more effective if you mix new facts in with the old. You actually learn better, even though your brain is already tied up with new information. In short, relative novelty is one key to memorability. In the lab, Nico Bunzek and Emmer Duzel found that a mixture of novelty and familiarity works as a recipe for memorability. And at camp, I found that a mixture of sequence and repetition works as a recipe for memorability when I saw that Demons uses false sequences to give people the experience of relative novelty. 
That way we can remember its tune better and faster. That's one reason why we remember and love this song. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, check out songappealofficial.com for more episodes. If you have a song you'd like to request, you can contact me over Twitter at songappeal or by visiting facebook.com slash songappealofficial. You can also help support this show on Patreon at patreon.com slash songappeal. Again, thanks so much for listening. I'll talk with you soon. In the meantime, have a great day and enjoy your music.